Hello everyone, this is Sakib welcoming you to another episode of Cricket with an Accent and as promised we are wrapping up the preview of the World Cup squad and today we will be talking Afghanistan and Bangladesh and joining me is uh, Crickbus editor Bharat Ramraj back on the show and then Karthik Raj making his debut who is uh, known on Twitter as a big Afghanistan fan. Welcome guys. Oh, thank you, thank you, Sakim. My pleasure. No, no, it's a pleasure to have you here. Bharat is obviously, you know, uh, very, very well known, and uh, because of him, this podcast is also getting a lot of new uh, analysts like yourself. So, Karthik, just uh, talk to the audience and uh, uh, on your passion regarding these two teams, and especially, I, I believe you're a big follower of the Afghanistan team. So, what's uh, uh, what's your connection with that team? Yeah, I've just been following Afghanistan cricket for the past 3-4 years. I've been in, uh, inspired by the rise through problems because we all know how Afghanistan is. They go through a lot of problems with regards to terrorism. But in spite of those problems, they have risen up the ladder so fast. From division 5 to now getting test status, it's been an incredible rise. So such a rise will definitely get along some fans. So I'm just one of them. No, that, that's, I think that's a very exciting story. Like you said, I have some other friends as well who have been saying the same thing along with West Indies. Afghanistan is one of the teams that everybody you know is following. So, Bharat, let me just ask you a very generic question, but there are a lot of listeners maybe who resonate with my experience. Is it true, compared to 2015 World Cup, Afghanistan and Bangladesh in a way, Afghanistan is the Bangladesh for this World Cup. They can cause upsets, while Bangladesh has taken... Uh, few steps back, if not more than few steps. See, definitely Afghanistan can cause some upsets, especially if they get a couple of tired tracks. They turn a bit, uh, then Afghanistan should is one of the sides to watch out for. They have the spinners, the kind of spinners just that they need a decent total, and then the Rashid Khan's and uh, Mohammad Nabi's and company will uh, definitely come into consideration. As far as Bangladesh is concerned, they have had some. Reverses in the recent past, uh, like they got thrashed in uh, New Zealand. Obviously, they, they won the Tri Series recently in Ireland, but West Indies uh, didn't have their best side. So, yeah, they, they're going through a couple of issues. Bangladesh, you expect them to win, say, two, three games here and there, but uh, yeah, you don't expect uh, Bangladesh to reach an awkward stage or something. But yeah, they will be there three, about maybe two, three games they will win. Uh, so, but as far as Afghanistan is concerned, they're a dangerous side, especially if they get a slightly tired surface. I think they, they, they can cause an upset. They don't really play movement well. We saw that in Ireland, but uh, in the first day. But you don't expect uh, a lot of sea movements in, on English grounds. So that's so. So they, they should be fine. Hmm. A couple so, of upsets on the way. Afghanistan so you expects. so you use the word uh, tired tracks, which was the case I think for Champions Trophy. Uh, when you know England hosted a big ICC tournament two summers ago, but this tournament probably will have more venues. So, what is a tire track uh, in in this scenario? What, what you know, just explain to someone like me who doesn't follow uh, the cricket, like you know, with your depth. So, what could be a tire track in this tournament if the tournament is played over like forty five days and probably more grounds? Unlike Champions Trophy, don't expect too many tire tracks. But somewhere when it's such a long tournament. County games are also being played, right? County championship games are also being played uh, during World Cup. So, the occasional tight surface, I'm, I'm pretty sure, will get it where uh, the pitch will be on the drier side and uh, 
it's even slightly on the drier side then the afghanistan spinners are, are really good it's not just about someone like rashid khan you look look at mohammad uh, nabi i think he's a very good odi spinner finger spinner underrated finger spinner i'm not expecting too many tired surfaces like the champions trophy but the occasional tired surface i'm pretty sure they will get it and they have a very good record against west indies especially someone like rashid khan has, has a brilliant record against west indies they don't seem to pick him at all and average is something like 8.44 if i'm not mistaken in odis against west indies so they should cause at least two three upsets about uh, that's what i believe hmm. very well said so let me bring karthik in so karthik first ball to you making your debut on the podcast yeah. uh, so uh, just building on uh, what bharat said afghanistan is relying on world class spinners uh, and uh, if pakistan england series is to go by looks like 350 325 is going to be the norm so talk to us about afghanistan batting uh, phil simmons said batting is you know the obvious you know maybe not concern but you know a worry compared to their bowling so what is a good total in this english uh, you know world cup where for for a team like afghanistan if they are, if they are put in first by most teams what do you think is an average total we can expect from them yeah in uh, whenever they played in asia they have looked to get a target of around 250 260 when they have batted first but i think uh, going by the scores that don't work out here uh, so around 280 290 that will be the target for them considering the spinners will come in to play if they get such a total Um, and yeah, the batting is a major, major problem because at the top you have two uh, aggressive batsmen, but they don't have any technique at all. That is Mohammad Shahzad and Azharullah Shahzai. So if they fall early, then the pressure is on the two consolidators in the team, which is Rahmat Shah and Ashfaqullah Shahidi. They have gone through a mixed bag in the last six months. So again, that is a problem. Then there is only Askar Afghan and then Mohammad Nabi. Mohammad Nabi somehow doesn't get his best with regards to his batting. whenever he represented afghanistan so hopefully he comes into play uh, in this world cup okay so let me just ask you maybe same question but with a different uh, uh, viewpoint how is this team measuring against like teams like say south africa you know which have like quality pace guys who can who are quick through the air can also hit the deck hard so will will this batting be more exposed against the likes of australia and south africa you think in this in this kind of a pitch or conditions definitely definitely yeah definitely the, they will be exposed against the top paces like agisur abara and pat cummings because uh, in the island odi uh, ramacha and the uh, others struggled against team murtag space tim murtag tim murtag is generally no, uh, not known for his pace he's a classy customer he's very consistent around the uh, stump nibbles the ball around but uh, they, they got beaten by pace uh, of uh, generally Uh, who, uh, someone who bowls at 125 and 130. So when Kagi Surabada bowls at 145, he's sure to trouble them. So uh, I don't know how they'll get along with that. And they should hope for some tight tracks, as Bharat sir said. Uh, that is the only way out because it is a major concern now. The mm-hmm. batting is a major, major concern. Okay. So Bharat, uh, just uh, adding to what you've been saying through these podcast series, you know, the, these are not English conditions. Now some of the experts are saying to 350 is a normal score. So same question to you, but uh, throw some more light on the likes of Rahmat Shah and what kind of batting skills are needed. You know, 50 over format. It does seem like a long format compared to T20. 
you know there's a six hitting ability the big hits like you know india has australia has but then there's also you know that whole scenario we've been talking about if it's like 20 for 2 so who are the men who are going to rescue this afghanistan team if they are batting first and there is an early mini collapse see for yeah, whatever i've seen Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> From whatever I've seen of Afghanistan, the one issue with them seems to be, a lot of them seem to be a lot of hit and miss. So if, if it is there to be hit, then already, they will absolutely hammer it or just hit and miss. For example, uh, Karthik talked about Zazai, he clears his front leg almost every ball. So if you ball it in the slots, this is a very powerful man, it will, it will uh, end up in the stands. But, Otherwise, he sort of hit and miss. Uh, Shehzad, we have all seen a lot of him. He's, he's again someone who's a powerful batsman but doesn't take singles. And if, if, he, if he gets some land ball or something, he'll absolutely uh, clap it or uh, absolutely smash, smack it in, uh, into the stands. So they have this kind of batting. Nana Brahma is perhaps one of the better batters in terms of uh, technique. Uh, he, yeah, he has his issues uh, sometimes, but uh, in terms of maybe the incoming delivery, but yeah, he, he's decent enough, so they need him to sort of anchor the innings. Uh, and uh, then there is Hasmutullah uh, Saeed, he's another one who's study sort of study batsman. Uh, yeah, Gulbadi Naib is now the captain, the all-rounder. Uh, yeah, but uh, you don't expect too much from him. Uh, Asghar Afghan is there. He went through a very bad patch for about a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he's doing maybe slightly better nowadays. Uh, and uh, every this close to around maybe 25 in ODA cricket. So uh, Afghanistan have problems in their batting department. And uh, on flat pitches, it's going to be a, a struggle for them. Uh, They, they need basically need a couple of tire surfaces, even in terms of their pace department. I think they, they could have gone with one of the younger bowlers like, say, uh, Mohamed Ibrahim or uh, Zia Rahman. I don't know how good they are, but uh, I have heard that they are pretty quick. So, instead they have bowlers like Aftab Alam. Uh, I think Karthik is a fan of Aftab Alam, if I'm not mistaken. And Hamid Hassan is... I uh, mean, Hamid Hassan is back. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a pretty good seamer, but he's coming back from injuries. I haven't really seen him once he's returned to injuries, once he's returned from injuries. So, it's a side that I think they need one or two tyre surfaces uh, somewhere down the line. Uh, okay, so one more question for you, Bharat, and then we'll bring Karthik right back in. So, compared to the other Asian teams, uh, we talked about Sri Lanka and everybody who came on the podcast agreed they're like the weakest team here. Uh, how, how do they measure up, say, to compare to Pakistan and even Bangladesh in the six-hitting ability this side? Because that's also been the norm. While we talk about, you know, one-day batting temperament, there's also this uh, ability of, you know, teams having deep batting. So how does a six-hitting ability measure up to some of the other they Asian have, uh, teams? Yeah. They have that six-hitting ability. That, that You look at someone like Zaza, he can absolutely uh, smash it. The, into the downtown territories or, or more so into the mid-wicket or sort of <coughs> wide off long gone. <coughs> the problem with them is perhaps they can't really rotate the strike, spot rotation of strike and you need that in ODA cricket. They pretty much hit or miss a lot of their batsmen. That is, I think, their biggest issue. 
Alright, so Karthik, uh, back to you now. So, Phil Simmons said he will be ending his tenure as a, as, as a coach after the World Cup. Talk about his impact and what he has done for this team. For some of us who really haven't followed the ins and outs of the Afghanistan team, with the exception of Rashid Khan and Mohammad Nabi in the IPL. So, talk about his impact and uh, what major strides have this team made under him? Yeah, I think they have grown in terms of professionalism and also, also major improvement has been the strike rotation. Um, they they were terrible actually uh, uh, when uh, he was not there. So, uh, likes of Rahmacha has improved uh, his strike rotation and then the fielding has been a major improvement. They used to drop so many catches in, on, on the field. Um, but feeling has improved now. John Mooney has come in as the fielding coach, and uh, it is all because of Phil Simmons. He's built up a very, very good setup around himself. Uh, Charles Langwell is the um, bowling coach, so there have been improvements in uh, such areas. But I think he doesn't have much power to do anything in the selection process or uh, decision making, and that is probably the reason he's leaving now. Uh, otherwise, uh, with regards to his performance, he would have definitely uh, got a contract extension. So, I think it's, it will be a major loss for Afghanistan cricket to be losing him at this point and they are uh, slowly improving. So, Karthik, uh, the domestic structure, I mean, are these guys basically playing domestic cricket in Pakistan or because it seems like there's abundance of talent because I was listening to a podcast with Harsha Bhogle a couple months ago and he said he was talking to Rashid Khan and Rashid Khan went to some camp and 120 leg spinners showed up like you know these young kids so there's clearly you know these guys are seen as role models but to hone the skill at international level where are these Afghanistani cricketers getting their you know exposure to stay competitive with teams like you know uh, you know the big test nations yeah, they have a decent domestic. Uh, they have a decent domestic structure now. They have the uh, four-day competition, uh, and uh, which is the Ahmedshah Abdali tournament. Then they have uh, one-day tournament, which is called the Ghazi Amanola tournament, and they have a Spagisa tournament, which is a T20 tournament. That is different from the Afghanistan Premier League. So they have two different T20 tournaments. Uh, these uh, guys do go through a lot of cricket in Afghanistan, and li- uh, like Rashid Khan said, there is an abundance of talent. It's just that they are not coming out actually uh, because uh, these uh, experienced guys have just stuck on to the team uh, without really performing well. So, um, I think that is a worry because uh, if you see the run charts and the wicketing uh, bowling charts, there will be a lot of, lot of good stats from them. And I've seen uh, the domestic one-day tournament last year. There are a lot of good batsmen there, which is actually surprising given Afghanistan really look to just attack every ball. That is some viewpoint uh, for everyone, but they have had a decent uh, number of batsmen in the domestic cricket. And with regards to the bowling, um, and they have uh, uh, four or five uh, good fast bowlers. They, they click around 135-140. And also, um, there is a lot of leg spinners that is probably because of Rashid Khan. Um, they generally top the bowling charts. Uh, Kais Ahmed is a very young uh, leg spinner. He's done well even in the Big Bash and Caribbean Premier League. Uh, he might actually make his debut after the World Cup. So there are a lot of lot of ta- talented cricketers. It's just that Afghanistan cricket has to utilize them properly. Okay, so Bharat, uh, just to build on what uh, Karthik shared on Rashid Khan. Uh, Rashid was pretty, you know, much an integral part of the 
the sunrisers attack in the recently concluded ipl nabi was someone who played lot of games but also you know missed out on few so they had again uh, correct me if i'm wrong they have a mixed bag of an ipl in terms of not taking too many wickets but they did contain in some game so how does that experience translate you know uh, after 2 3 weeks of rest to a big competition like the world cup uh, you think uh, will it serve them good in terms of confidence or you think spinners will always need to be among wickets to come to the big party where you know batting and spinning are the two uh, big components according to many of you guys definitely any bowler would want to keep playing so yeah maybe a couple of uh, weeks rest uh, would help them just to re- refresh themselves but any bowler would like to just keep playing because then you would be in rhythm see rashid khan see, this is a kind of spinner who perhaps uh, needs to be in rhythm uh, quick arm action so just uh, runs throughs with this uh, run up and charges uh, in with this bit of uh, into his run up so is rashid khan and abhi uh, i think they would, they would have uh, just loved to have kept playing but yeah, a couple of weeks of rest uh, that would just maybe help them to refresh <coughs> out of the big battle <coughs> it's it's definitely the key component of afghanistan's attack so they need both rashid and nabi to fire in the world cup especially someone like nabi i, I believe is a very underrated finger spinner in uh, odi cricket okay so i was just looking at the schedule they start against uh, australia bharat and then uh, uh, their next game is against sri lanka so that's i think a decent start they're playing one of the top teams and then sri lanka is a team that's looking for some form and momentum so do you expect afghanistan after this game like stand one and one maybe lose to australia and uh, get a win against sri lanka or anything is possible so definitely they will uh, target sri lanka as one of the teams uh they, they would definitely look at as the match they want to win uh, as far as uh, australia are concerned it's going to be interesting they are playing at bristol uh, now this uh, bristol obviously you know it's, it's a very flat pitch small ground flat pitch it's going to be tough to contain australia there mm-hmm. uh, then uh, they are playing sri lanka at cardiff so This Cardiff is an interesting ground. You can get huge scores there, but occasionally there are occasions I have seen for a long period of time you get that occasional slow track, so on the slower side. So that could suit Afghanistan if it goes that way. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Australia match uh, looks very tough for them. Bristol, uh, you always get huge scores there. Yeah, Bristol is a day and night game, Bharat. So uh, teams yeah, batting second will, will will there be some factor like? Uh, into like you know we have some some of the indian grounds or batting second is not that bad in bristol under the lights i think second in england uh, due shouldn't really come into play there mm-hmm. uh, mostly mostly if, if, uh, very good conditions for batting even under lights whatever i've seen mostly good conditions for batting i don't think it will seem around or something like that under lights uh, because most of the english grounds Are on the drier side, outfields, and I don't think moisture will get retained this in this day and age because of sub-bar systems. So, Bristol is something it's going to be tough for. Uh, this is a tough start for Afghanistan, but Sri Lanka, Cardiff. If I see Cardiff, occasionally they might get a track on the slower side. And then they play New Zealand at Taunton. 
Uh, that is going to be another uh, interesting match. Taunton and the flat pitch. And uh, New Zealand New Zealand have a tendency to really uh, thump uh, weaker sides. So they, they don't really play well against the stronger ones. But against weaker sides, they're, they're very good. So that's a, that's a quite a tough match for Afghanistan mm. as well. Okay, Karthik, so you've been so far, you know, analyzing and whatever questions I've thrown at you now, where your hat as an Afghanistan fan. So do you like the schedule? Do you, do you think this schedule favors them to get a couple of wins in the beginning? Or how do you, uh, uh, what are the matches that you are more excited or hopeful about as an Afghanistan fan where you think a victory is definitely an option? I think it's a decent start. Of course, uh, Australia and New Zealand will be tough games for Afghanistan. Uh, considering the next of those teams, but it's a decent start given that Sri Lanka come very early in the tournament. Uh, um, Sri Lanka will be one of the three targets for uh, Afghanistan. One of those Sri Lanka and then it will be Bangladesh and then probably West Indies uh, on a uh, tough day for them. So, I, I think they should get an early win against Sri Lanka. They look down on confidence uh, and even in the Asia Cup, they, they didn't play the spinners well. So, early advantage for, is for Afghanistan. It certainly won't be an easy game for Afghanistan, considering Sri Lanka has so much experience. But uh, if Afghanistan are going to get an early victory, it's going to be against Sri Lanka. Hmm. With regards to uh, Australia and New Zealand, it's going to be tough. Uh, they have good pace bowlers and it will be uh, very tough to tackle them. So, at, at least uh, hopefully they come up with good performances and... Uh, uh, not heavy losses that, because those heavy losses will dampen, dampen the confidence a lot. That is the only thing I wish for. Mm, yeah, it'll be, it'll be definitely interesting to see how, how they start. Uh, so let me ask you another thing. I'm sure you all have your playing 11s in mind, but uh, this Afghanistan squad, you think there are a couple of guys who are just tourists or you think depending upon the opposition, Phil Simmons and, you know, and the captain will get a lot of involvement from all 15 uh, you know, on the total roster? Uh, how, what's your take on that? Yeah, probably uh, only Samyullah Shenwari might be a tourist. Uh, he's the uh, spare batsman in the middle order. Otherwise, uh, the other three should get a chance because if the, uh, if Hasaruddin Zazai fails early on for a few matches, then uh, the spare opener in Nurali Zadran will come in. Uh, he plays uh, paces pretty well, but um, he's not very good against spin bowlers. So, uh, that is a gamble from Phil Simmons. And then there will be... Uh, the choice between Aftab Alam and Mujib Zadran. Uh, Mujib Zadran has not been in exactly great form for the past 3-4 months. So, uh, it will be uh, something interesting to see how Phil Simmons goes with it. Because Aftab Alam has been pretty decent in the last few matches. Especially at the death, he's been getting his Yorker spot on. It might be Scotland and Ireland, but uh, that is something to take upon. Uh, and then uh, the other... Um, uh, gamble B, I think Hamid Hassan. Hamid Hassan, whether Hamid Hassan plays, uh, Hamid Hassan in an interview said that he will not be able to play all the games because of his fitness. So, um, definitely there will be a lot of rotation in the team. Uh, so, he might play against the weaker sides like Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, and then might be rested against Australia and New Zealand. Okay, so well said. And then, then Bharat again, same thing. Uh, do you have an 11 in mind and uh, a very uh, segue kind of a question because we'll start talking about Bangladesh soon. How does the side measure against 
the Bangladeshi team and would you call Afghanistan as a favorite before the match starts it's Bangladesh yeah I think they can start as sort of favorites against a team like Bangladesh uh, as far as the team is concerned I think they will rotate quite a bit if, if I look at their squad uh, they should rotate someone like uh, Mujibur Rahman is, was not in good form in the IPL Aftab Alam Mujibur Rahman was not in good form Zadran Watkar so Aftab Alam is someone who wasn't great last year but seems to have uh, got better uh, this year in terms of uh, hitting the Yorkers. Uh, there is uh, Saimullah Senwari. I think he might likely sit out. Uh, Najibullah Zaddan is another option they have in the batting department. If someone like uh, Zazai loses form, not sure, not so sure about Zazai coming good or a sort of three, four games. So that's that's uh, something one has to note. So I think they will mostly rotate. Uh, you won't see them having a sort of set level in terms of Afghanistan. Okay, so Bharat, let's stay with you and let's talk about Bangladesh. Uh, this is a team, you know, that defeated the English Lions, you know, in 2015. A lot has happened since, like we said, uh, they've taken more than few steps back. Uh, they have, I think, last time I saw them, uh, it was a long time ago, but they have a very settled, according to me, and prove me wrong, I was, they have a settled batting order, but I still think this is a team that lacks the big hits. So, where do they fall in, in terms of strengths and weaknesses in this World Cup that's going to be played in England where 325, 350 could be the norm or even higher? How, how do you rate their batting? It is experience, but uh, is it lacking something? Yeah, perhaps they uh, lack that. Uh, they lack big hitters. Uh, that's something you can say. Obviously, they have a settled batting order. You expect Tami Mikpal, Swamya Sarkar, Ismamudullah, Sakib al Hassan, uh, all of them, Mushfikur, all of them to be in their batting order. It's a very experienced batting lineup. Uh, they have this Saifuddin. Saifuddin, uh, I've seen him once or twice. He can tank it a bit. I don't know whether they will take him. He has had some fitness issues. They've uh, got this Mosdak Hussain uh, back. Uh, not too sure about him. And then there's obviously Litan Das, a lot of skill. I've seen him. He has a lot of skill. But he hasn't really converted his potential into something, uh, into into big scores. He still averages maybe only about 21, 22. And that's basically because he scored that uh, 100. Uh, and he has nothing else, maybe one or two fifty. So uh, he has a lot of potential, I believe, but hasn't really fulfilled it. Uh, yeah, Bangladesh, you can say that that's one of their weaknesses. And their weakness is their bowling attack. They have uh, what Rubel Hussain, Murtaz is coming to the end of his career. I don't know how is he still going because he said so many injuries, so many fitness issues. But this man keeps going. You have to give it to his fighting spirit. But he's lost a yard of pace. Uh, I have uh, Mustafizur. Mustafizur again. It depends a lot on cutters. He has two types of cutters. One is, is, is seems like a slightly slower one. Uh, the other one it grips a bit more. So the other one is slightly quicker. Yeah, Abu Jai, they have picked again. They don't have any real pace other than Rubel Hussain. And Rubel Hussain himself isn't really consistent. Uh, average is uh, pretty much over 33, 34. So they have problems in their uh, pace, de- pace department as well. So 
it's going to be difficult for them i think to contain uh, opposition sides uh, to sort of uh, maybe 323 to 33 i see couple of teams getting big scores against this attack hmm. uh, so karthik uh, what's your take on you know how uh, this bangladeshi squad is going to fare uh, what bharat said i think he gave a pretty good summary of uh, what the strengths are uh is there any disagreement or is there anything you want to add uh for for starting point on how you see this bangladeshi squad yeah i i, I think it was spot on actually because they lack the big hitting as he said uh, apart from saumya sarkar at the top and masade gosain they don't have a lot of big hitters so they settle for around 2 uh, 300 and that, that might not be enough against the top teams because their bowling in return is not really penetrative i read a stat on twitter that um, bangladesh uh, concede 80 runs and then uh, take 75 balls to get one wicket and that is the worst among all the 10 teams so they clearly lack the penetration and uh, if they don't take wickets against the top teams they just going to run away with the big total and it's just due to the nature of the bangladesh bowling attack they have bowlers like murtaza shakib alasan mehdi hasan they are not really big wicket takers they are good bowlers but they are not really wicket takers um, so it remains to be seen how they go i think they, they should definitely get three or four wins that that won't be a question mark but uh, uh, whether they own, uh, will go beyond that that is a big question mark because of these factors two factors big hitting and then uh, penetration in their bowling Okay, so let's stick with their batting. Looks like it's clearly their strength in the squad. And uh, let's talk about Samia Sarkar and uh, Tamim Iqbal and you know the 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 top order. So, what's your take, Karthik? I mean, compared to uh, say Afghanistan and, and Pakistan, how do you stack this batting lineup in say constructing uh, you know partnerships, rotation, and uh, just the temperament of the ODI? You know, we all have agreed that they don't have the six-hitting ability of some of the other teams. But compared to Pakistan and Afghanistan, uh, and even Sri Lanka, how would you rate this uh, Bangladeshi top order? Yeah, yeah, I think it's very, very good. They have an experienced core now with those four guys: and Tamim, Shakib Alasan, Mushfiqur Rahim, and uh, Mahmudullah. Um, they have decent mix of players around there. Now, now Tamim Iqbal, because of some of the guards' presence, has taken a back seat. Uh, in his last five centuries, he's taken around 125 balls. Probably that will be too much to take on those flat tracks in England. But um, that's an indicator of how they are, they are trying to mix it up in, with regards to the batting order. Um, other than that, Mohammad Mithun has been pretty impressive in the last six months. He's uh, played some very useful locks in New Zealand and even the Asia Cup. Uh, Mushfiq Rahim, as usual, is the uh, backbone of Bangladesh uh, batting at, uh, unit. And then there are guys like Saumya Sarkar who uh, will give the attacking uh, force for uh, uh, Bangladesh at the top. They have to use the power play. That is the most important thing for them. Saumya Sarkar has to be given a free license to um, do uh, as he wants because otherwise they don't have the attacking force as we talked about. And then... Um, they are a similar type of player that's the problem shakib balasan mahmudullah they are all similar type of players that are excellent against spin bowling but um, they don't accelerate as and when they want so that will be a problem now hopefully um, 
um, they get a good uh, uh, force from Mustek Hossein or Sabir Rahman. That is a spot on uh, question mark because um, Sabir Rahman did pretty well in New Zealand. He got a century there, but uh, Mustek Hossein took his chance in the uh, tri series final. So and and those two will act as the finisher for uh, Bangladesh. They they just have to add some extra 20-30 runs so that Bangladesh have that extra cushion for that mm. bowling attack. Okay, so I was going to get to the tri series. Looks like they you know they did pretty well there. So to me, you know, sometimes when you're playing teams that you should be beating, uh, it's like a tennis match. You have to hold serve. If you don't hold serve, you have no chance of winning. So you think that will give them some confidence coming into this thing? Yeah, it should actually. Uh, um, they have not won a lot of games uh, coming into the uh, tri series, so that should give them confidence. Albeit against some weaker sides, uh, just getting uh, some wins on your back or never does any harm. So um, they seem to be in good confidence. Uh, their coach Steve Rhodes. Exuded the same, so um, hopefully they will look to take that confidence into the World Cup. Um, the batting uh, did well; uh, all the big batsmen got, got good knocks there. So um, hopefully they'll carry it on to the tournament. Uh, okay, so Bharat, uh, let's talk a little bit about Mamadola. I mean, this is a guy. I mean, I have some Bangladeshi friends who raved about his talent for so long, and the guy definitely has talent. But after 175 uh, or plus ODIs, I think that's what he's played. Uh, 300s. I mean, is is has has this man done justice to his talent? How have you seen his career path so far? So when I first saw Mohammadullah, was a long time ago, some maybe nine, ten years ago. He was, he was pretty much an off spinner those days. That's that's something uh, interesting, and he was troubling uh, that makes West Indies cap. I remember correctly, Floyd Reefer. Yeah, Reefer, he was kind of troubling him a lot. So he started as an off spinner. That is something uh, more as an off spinner that you have to think of. And then converted himself into more of a batsman. He's, he's a risky Asian sort of batsman, very risky, uh, nimble wrists. Uh, and uh, he, he's at his best when he bisects gaps, both sides of the wicket, square of the wicket. So he uses his wrist to sort of even play through covers or uh, obviously through the onside. Uh, his form is uh, he's, he's been decent. Uh, I think he, he has mostly fulfilled his uh, potential. You don't expect him to say average uh, something like 40, 45. He's averaging what 35, 36, and hundreds. I think uh, yes, he's done reasonably well. So mostly fulfilled his potential. Uh, he has his uh, he has a few flaws, but in terms of playing fluently in terms of timing the ball is is good to watch one has to always as I said remember that he started more as an uh, off spinner you go back right back to his uh, ODI debut maybe somewhere in 2007 yeah, it, i think it was in 2007 he started at number 8 yeah he started at number 7 or 8 so from there i think he has uh, done reasonably well i would say okay and a uh, lot of these names are also there in the 2015 World Cup and we've already t- talked about how this team hasn't really progressed, you know, given, you know, uh, the manpower they've had. So do you think uh, some of these guys are past their uh, best or it's just, you know, they don't have the bowling support? Uh, basically, I'm just comparing, you know, this team to the one that showed up in the 2015 edition of the World Cup. Yeah, 
What do you what are your thoughts about it? Yeah, it's definitely sort of aging side. Bartas has been there since about 16, 17 years. I saw him when I was in college. So it's just been pretty long, and this is uh, definitely his last World Cup. You have Raheem and a very experienced player, Tamim Iqbal, all these guys, uh, Mohammadullah, Sakib Al Hasan. They have been playing for very long, so I don't know how longer they would play. How longer uh, they would play from here? How much longer they they have this. Uh, Mohammad Mithun, I didn't really talk about him uh, previously. He's, he looks decent. Uh, he's about what? He's about 27, 28. So he should be playing around for playing for a while longer. So they have a couple of bad spin. I, as I said, I like this uh, Litton Das in terms of just skill, but he's just not fulfilled his potential at all. Uh, they have uh, problems as well in that. In terms of their pace department, they tried with Taski Nawaz. Obviously, he has had problems with this action on certain time. And nowadays, uh, Taski Nawaz, I think he struggles for control. He has little bit of pace. Uh, they lack uh, bite in their pace department. A uh, lot of aging players, not just Mortaz, have Rubel Hussain. He has been around for long. Obviously, he's just around 30, but. Yes, he's been around since 2009, nine, I think, so 10 years. So this is sort of aging side, this Bangladeshi side, and and they need some fresh blood hmm. just to take them forward. Okay, so Karthi, let me ask you. You also follow Bangladesh pretty closely. So, is there any omission, you know, or any player that who who should have made the trip according to you, or this is the squad that you pretty much expected that would be selected for the big show? Yeah, Bangladesh. Uh, it was a very ex- uh, much expected squad. Apart from the uh, inclusion of Abu Jair, uh, that was a surprise selection because it was a last-minute selection for them. Uh, everyone was hoping for Taskina Ahmed, uh, but he was injured for a while and then um, has not been in great form too. So uh, and that was the only uh, gamble that Bangladesh took. Other than that, if you think about other selections, there will be Imrul Kais. Imrul Kais again didn't take his chances while the others feasted on the uh, Bangladesh and uh, sorry Zimbabwe and West Indies tours. Uh, he didn't take his chances, so that wasn't a major surprise. Uh, pretty much uh, that is it for Bangladesh. There there weren't any major shocking changes like we saw in the Pakistan squad, for example. Yeah, we we'll get to that. I thought uh, you know that's a question I'll save it till the end. So so. Let's let's wrap this up. Then uh, both of you first, uh, Bharat, you can go. So, what are your expectations? I know uh, they are considered as not one of the stronger teams. So, what will be a good World Cup? Say, if Bangladesh goes like say three and six or four and five, or uh, you think they can surprise us and even you know make a run to the semis? Is there any chance, Bharat? For nine matches, I don't think uh, they will reach semi-finals. They should uh, win three. Uh, Or say yeah, if they can win three or uh, maybe four, four is going to be I think uh, hard for them. Uh, they they I think start against if I'm not mistaken South Africa. Yeah, this is at the oval. Uh, that's going to be tough match for the Bangladeshi boys. Kennington uh, Oval will have a bit of bounce. We saw that when England played Pakistan recently. Jofra Archer was extracting. A lot of awkward bounds. Obviously, see moment because uh, there's plenty of persistent rain, so some boys are going to have slipped in. Uh, that's a 
tough match for them to start with. And then they have, if I'm not mistaken, New Zealand again at the Cunnington Oval. And New Zealand have a couple of uh, quickies. It's just a flat track, but it will have a bit of bounce. So they might have to adjust to the conditions slightly. Uh, Bangladeshi batsmen aren't known, other than Tamim Iqbal, they aren't exactly known for playing pulls and hooks. And they will be tested in that regard. Then they have, I think, England at Cardiff. Well, that's, that's, that's an interesting match. As I said, Cardiff, you get some good batting tracks. Occasionally, you can get that slowish track. So, we still expect England to crack the code against Bangladesh. They, 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 I expect them to win so three matches. Uh, so, four, Sri Lanka is one of the West Indies. Afghanistan, Bangladesh is going to be an interesting one. Afghanistan might start as slight favourites, but that's going to be an interesting puzzle, uh, definitely. So, expect them to win three. Four is going to be hard for them. Uh, I would say three matches out of nine. Okay, so Karthik, same question to you, but with a slightly different angle. So, is there a possibility, uh, according to you, for this Bangladeshi squad to challenge any of the big three or four teams? And if yes, which matchup do you fancy most where they might have a chance? Maybe an outside chance, but there's always a chance. Uh, I think an outside chance would be New Zealand. Uh, again, if they get a dry track, then Mustafa Rahman and the two spinners will come on to play. So that that will be a matchup that will excite uh, Bangladesh quite a bit. Uh, apart from that, they won't trouble the other big teams. They have to target the bottom three teams that will be West Indies, Afghanistan, and Sri Lanka. Um, I think they'll settle with the same score and that they'll go for three wins at the end. Um, I don't see a massive, massive show for Bangladesh in this World Cup, considering the nature of the tracks there. Okay. Yeah, only one thing I would add, uh, if I can, uh, about this Bangladesh-New Zealand. It's, it's played at the Oval, so it won't, I don't think it will be a slowish track, so that's one problem. And New Zealand, they usually tend to play better against uh, weaker teams, they don't really play well against stronger teams. They have this tendency to usually hammer weaker teams. I've seen that, so there's mm. something interesting to see. Okay, so I think we covered quite a lot. So let's uh, switch a couple of questions, which you know are breaking news. Like, so we'll stick with Bharat. So Mamal Amir is back, and Junaid Khan is out, and then Wahab uh, Riaz is back from nowhere. So what do you make of that? Do you think those are like a panic button from Pakistan, or do you think they had to do something after being you know swept by the English side? It could be panic, but you have you have to take into consideration two factors. They were playing England team on on flat pitches. You think about this English batting lineup on a on a motorway or on a flat pitch. Barrister, Roy, Butler, Morgan, Root. My God, they keep coming. They can play in the World Cup. Someone like Jofra Archer at number eleven, and I've seen him in county cricket. He, he averages about 25, 26. It could be a bit of a panic button. Mohamed Amir, he has taken what, five wickets since the Champions Trophy. So, Mohamed Amir is at his best when he gets his pace up to 90 miles per hour. And I've seen him do that only once in the last two years. So, Pakistan are hoping that he can get his pace back. And the issue with Mohamed Amir is he's bowled a lot of crossing stuff in recent past. I don't know what is the fascination that Pakistan have with crossing stuff. I, I agree, Kokobara ball, white Kokobara ball hardly swings. But, but could it be because he can contain in the death overs compared to others? Maybe that's where he's going wicketless, but could he be at least, you know, doing some damage control? 
cross him what you will get i don't know even the end over he tries a lot of cross him stuff he's not known for getting it reverse like other pakistani pacers so one problem i see with the pakistan attack is uh, uh, they don't really look to swing up front you have to remember kokabara ball does swing for about 4 to 5 hours overs which Uh, David William Chris Fox got it to go in couple of games but Pakistani pacers even then were looking to bowl a lot of cross him stuff so that is something Mohammad Amir is really fascinated with in the recent past and isn't really bowled at good pace so Pakistan are hoping that he will touch the kind of pace he did in the champions trophy final at one game where he really bowled at some 90 92.5ms per hour and he got that angle going little bit of swing again little bit of cross him as far as Wahab Riaz is concerned gives them that pace but he's pretty erratic so that's a problem for uh, pakistanis riyas can go for a lot of runs i think there's a bit of panic uh, button there they have pressed uh, they, they were just playing with side, kind of side england side that absolutely hammers uh, a lot of opponents on uh, uh, flat tracks motorways uh, this is something that's interesting they have gone for this to guys Okay, and the last question I have, I'll throw this to Karthik's way. So Kedar Jadhav is also, you know, uh, been declared fit. So uh, how do you see his role in the side? Uh, when we did the podcast like a few weeks ago, uh, we had some question marks, and then of course uh, now he's cleared to play. So how do you see? Do you see he'll figure in the most playing 11s, or you think KL Rahul will edge him as a number four? What are what are you leaning towards? I think Kedar Jadhav will start in the playing 11. um he's a very attractive option for uh, india because he provides the balance he can uh, india always use him for 5 6 overs so this slingy type of fast sprint so they look to use him as a bowling option because um, hardik pandya or vijay shankar uh, will not be relied upon for 10 overs so uh, kedar jadhav will definitely come into the picture um and he, he i think he'll bat at number 6 or uh, 7 that will be his position so he won't be competing with kl rahul for sure will, uh, number 4 will be either kl rahul or jay shankar spot so it'll be interesting but um, definitely uh, kedar jadhav will start in the playing now i guess because um, even though he's not big in terms of skill level but he's very important for the uh, sake of balance for the indian team okay varat you have any parting thoughts before you wrap this up uh, on the indian squad any uh, how, how are you feeling what are you hearing from others yeah, are there any changes in the air uh, like what shastri said kohli might bat at four are those things still being discussed at some level with ravi shastri and virat kohli it's going to be always tough to think what is in their mind we have seen that in the past uh, suddenly change can happen this is uh, very tough to tell what is inside uh, their minds uh, yeah kl rahul is an option now but what i would add about vijay shankar is he's never been uh, known as a good t20 batsman even when he plays for tamil nadu he can hit the ball obviously but it's not easy for him to tank it like others he's, he's more of someone who builds his innings and then looks to play shots that's what he does when he even plays for tamil nadu at 3 or 4 he go back right back to some 2012 13 and played sides like andhra or karnataka in this games he used to bat at 4 5 build his innings and then get going so they can still start with shankar uh, i would still start with shankar for one or two games see how he goes give a couple of chances and then think of any other option 
Okay, thanks for weighing in. So I think we covered quite a lot, and this will wrap our uh, preview for all the teams are concerned. We we'll try to get in one more episode before the World Cup, maybe with a bunch of guys, and you know make some predictions and have fun. But uh, this is this was pretty awesome. I hope whoever tunes in uh, has fun uh, listening to the analysis of Bharat and Karthik. So this is Sakib signing out for all three of us. Uh, please share this podcast with your friends, and we'll be back producing some more episodes on the road. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye for now. Thanks.